When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome into the third ever episode of Panthers Pathway here on the Fan First Sports Network, a part of the Pit Talk Network. I'm Austin Bechtel, joined with you as it's rivalry week. Pitt, West Virginia, the backyard brawl after the Panthers won last year at Actorshire Stadium in front of the largest sports crowd in the history of the city of Pittsburgh. MJ Devonshire's pick six helped to seal the deal for the Panthers. Now this year, in the lion's den of the mountaineers in morgantown and the best crew to be able to break it all down is none other than pit radio network's doran dickerson and we also have from the fan morning show and west virginia mountaineers alum adam crowley first and foremost you guys are on the way down there right now how's it going yeah you know what we uh we've been obviously going back and forth through our drive we're about halfway there uh, we have our show today at Bermanis in Morgantown, but um, I'm very familiar with this drive. Uh, Crowley obviously is because he went to school here for 19 years, so <laughs> he's been back and forth a lot. Uh, but we're excited. We're excited to kick this thing off. I'm expecting a big crowd, and um, yeah, let's get some uh, juice flowing because this is a big game, you know, between both teams. You know, I know it's not a conference game, uh, but this could vault either team into a a nice direction and knowing that Pitt has a tough schedule obviously in front of them and so does West Virginia this game is very important for for both schools so uh it's going to be it's going to be a physical game and it's going to be uh uh very tense down at uh, Milan Puskar Stadium tomorrow yeah very much so and especially after last week for Pitt coming off of the loss against Cincinnati how are the vibes right now for the Panthers entering this rivalry game on the road you know, they obviously that was a, a shocking game because I think they overestimated how good Cincinnati really was. You know, Emory Jones has played a lot of football. He's a six-year guy. He's transferred a couple times. He's a you know can run. He can throw. And their defensive line of Cincinnati was pretty good. They have All American and Corleone, who was really just wreaking havoc the whole entire game. So, I think all in all, my assessment is that Pitt probably over or underestimated uh, Cincinnati a little bit, and they're a good football team. But, but the key with last game is Pitt had a chance to win. You know, they fought back. They played a sloppy game. Phil Dracovic did play well. We all know that. Um, they did play well on offense. They did play well on defense. They gave up a lot of big plays. But if you blink and then you go to the fourth quarter with a couple minutes left, you create a turnover. Marquez Williams gets an interception, and you're right in the thick of things, and you have a chance to win the game. So that proves a lot. To your team you know there's a lot of negatives that happen and you dissect that whenever you watch the film but at the end of the day it's like hey we've we fought like we, we that's a that's a building point like we could build off of that like that's our foundation we know that we could be in every game even if we're down so if you're pit your confidence is kind of teetering but it's trending upwards because you know what type of guys that you have. You know that you're still going to be in it at the end of the game, and uh, that's always a dangerous team to play with that will always be in it, and that's Narduzzi's M.O. Like, Narduzzi will always keep his guys in the game. So uh, if you want to look for a positive of last week, I think that that's the biggest one. 
10 of 32 for Phil Dracovic was definitely one of the biggest negatives. If you're Frank Signetti heading into this game, do you trust Phil to throw it as much as he did last game? Do you try to lean on Rodney Hammond? It's been talked about a lot that Hammond has not been used as much as even Pitt wants to use him. I, I don't think that that's the way that they want to play offense. I think they want to be more balanced. Um, if you are a Steelers fan and you listen to Kenny Pickett after his uh, his outing, which was bad as well, he said that we he would have loved for our offense to be more balanced. And that's kind of how I see the Pitt offense, too. Uh, they have a stable running back, Ronnie Hammond being the best. Uh, didn't get many touches. But they are a run first, then pass as offense and that's not the way that they approached last game and I don't expect Frank Signetti to do that uh this game coming up yeah and I mean overall for the team Bob Means ton of targets but was not able to connect at all with Dracovic I do like how Kanante Mumfield has continued to develop though and seemingly has become the number one wide receiver yeah you know he, he got he transferred in two years ago and uh you know he was a young player and you know he does have that big playability he has and he has some George Pickens in him he's kind of raw and he can just contort his body he's a, a raw wide receiver and uh you know it's everything at wide receivers about confidence and once you get that first catch out the way it's like okay all right let's get this rolling let's get a rhythm going and you know he's a guy that you know scored two touchdowns last week and uh he's gonna look to build on that because as Crowley uh has told me all week West Virginia secondary is probably their worst position on the on their team and uh, you're going to look to exploit that not as much in the method that you did last week of taking shots and throwing the ball so much but whenever the opportunities do arise you're going to look for Kanate Muntfield to be one-on-one with one of their D-backs and hopefully he can win his routes but Bum Beans needs to step up and you know I know that some of the balls weren't perfect for Phil Dracovic last week but as a receiver if that ball's in the air that's yours like, that's yours. You know, I don't care if it's in the vicinity of you, of you, you need to go get that ball if you want to eat. Yeah, like, like that's – I was telling Pat Bostic that. And he was kind of, you know, like, hey, well, Phil needs to put it in this spot. I'm like, no, the receiver needs to go get the ball. Like, you need to help the quarterback out. It's college football. It's high-level college football. And, and in the NFL, no ball is going to be perfect. No right. ball is going to be perfect because there's guys on the other side that are rushing you. There's guys on the other side that have good coverage. You need to go fight for the football. And I expect Bub Means and Kanate Mumfield to be on a better page with Phil Dracovic tomorrow night in Morgantown. And uh, if they do that, I think that they will they will get over the adversity that they had last week. Now, on the defensive side of the ball for Pitt, what do you want to see Pat Narduzzi's defense change compared to the Cincinnati game? Wofford, obviously not that big of a challenge and of a task. And, the defense against Cincinnati, Emory Jones, and especially the offensive skill position players, you could tell a lot of them were transfers from high-level programs, LSU, some guys from ACC programs, now in the Big 12. So on the defensive side for Pitt, what's the key against, especially a very solid West Virginia offensive line? Tackle. You can't have missed tackles. you got to wrap up and get guys to the ground. They had so many missed tackles and bad fits on defense against Cincinnati and if you have explosive players they'll take it the distance and then you'll look up and you'll be behind in the game then you have to play catch up and then you put your offense in a bad uh, position and situation you gotta tackle Donaldson you gotta get him to the ground he's a load what is he Crowley 6'1 240 pounds yeah I mean that's a big running back that can move that has confidence that can you know that, that, that can run you over that can get to the second level 
if you're Pitt's defense, the fits have to be perfect. It's going to be, you know, obviously a hostile environment. You're not going to have to worry about that as much on defense, but it's still going to be loud. Your communication has to be at an all-time high against a team like this and in this environment. So, you know, sometimes you have to simplify it, and sometimes you put in a lot of defense or a lot of offense that you think that can work, that you think that can execute. And then you watch the game, you're like, man, you know what? Guys are just a tick slow. Guys are just, you know, they're not communicating right. So whenever you do assess that, you have to make it simple. And if you make it simple, guys can play fast and don't have to think. you got to be in the right gaps whenever you're playing West Virginia. And also Garrett Green, because he is going to run the ball a lot, and he has the ability to break one as well. So that little, those RPOs and those things of that nature, that has to be – uh, your eyes need to be trained to uh, make sure you can stop that. But for me, it's as simple as just tackling, getting guys to the ground, and making sure that you're in the right gaps and fitting up the fitting up the run as best as possible. Crowley, let's get into it. Through two games, what have you seen from West Virginia after the Penn State game, and then ended up ultimately blowing out Duquesne after it was a little bit close in the early going. Yeah, I wasn't really all that shocked the way that they came out against Duquesne. You play Penn State in front of 110,000 people, and then the Dukes come to town, and we all knew it was coming next, which is Pitt. So emotionally, you'd like them to have been there. Eh, I don't think they were. And then the lightning delay happens, and from what I understand, Neil Brown had to come to Jesus moment with the guys. Listen, this is BS. Play better. And they did. They hit a lot of big plays, but that was expected. I'm fascinated from a matchup standpoint because I think Doran nailed it. It was really well said. Pitt wants to run the football, but to get West Virginia, I think you got to throw the football. So I think there might be like an internal battle between Frank Signetti and Frank Signetti saying, dang it, we want to run. I'm not saying that they can't run either, by the way, but we want to run. But the way to best beat West Virginia is we got to throw the ball. And I am. This is not even too strong a word. I am fascinated by what their game plan is going to be. Strength of West Virginia, the offensive line, the running game. Weakness of West Virginia, the secondary. I will say one thing about the secondary. They said, Neil Brown did, the defensive coordinator, uh, Jordan Leslie also said, that the things that went wrong against Penn State, they feel like they have schematic fixes for, but they didn't want to put that on tape against Duquesne. I'm not saying the secondary is going to be good. I'm not saying the secondary is going to be average, but I do think schematically they're going to do some things different on the back end in this game. We'll see if it works. And I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty impressed in that Penn State game for WVU. I mean, overall, I think that they played a lot better than at least I expected. The garbage time touchdown with six seconds left made it a lot more of a lopsided game than it truly was. West Virginia has some players that starts up front. And I think they should have some confidence going into this game against Pitt, especially in their own stadium that, I mean, this is going to be a very close game, I think. WVU might even have a chance to be able to pull it out. Yeah, I mean, the, the line of the game from betting sites tells you that they expect, obviously, to be close. It was close last year. It's always close, more often than not, between these two teams and in rivalry games just in general. So, yeah, I think it's going to be – probably a tight game in the fourth quarter and we'll see but yeah I think I think Cincinnati had a the best player out of the two defensive lines 
from Cincinnati and West Virginia, Corleone. He's better than anybody that West Virginia has up front. West Virginia's going to rotate eight bodies, though, and they played really well the first two games. Penn State's backfield, they got two guys that are going to go in the NFL draft, maybe in the first round, but certainly one in the first round. And they did a good enough job, I think three-ish yards per carry against Penn State. So they did a good job there. They feel like they can shut down the run. They got an inside linebacker in Lee Koba who was really, really good. Was good last year. He's been really, really good through two games. So that's the strength of the defense. Those are the two areas where they should have confidence. Where they shouldn't, I don't think, against Pitt is, I think West Virginia's got some receivers. But I don't know that they know what roles they're going to be in, and they haven't been healthy yet. Last week, the number one and number two receivers didn't play. Week one, their number one receiver played and made a big play, but their number two receiver didn't play, and their number three receiver didn't play, but the number three receiver played in the second game. So I don't know what to expect out of wide receiver. I still feel like it's so early on in the season, like we're guessing a little bit here. Yeah. Because you're going to learn a lot against Cincinnati. You're going to learn a lot against Penn State, but you're not going to learn anything against Wofford or Duquesne. So really the season kind of starts for West Virginia anyhow. This week, I'm talking. All- I'm excited. <laughs> it's fantastic for curious pit fans. Last thing for you, Crowley, before we get back to Doran, what's the scouting report on Garrett Green? For people who want to know, for me, he seems like he can use his legs pretty well, especially when he's got to escape the pocket. But he does not make the routine throws look routine whatsoever. Yeah, I would say that's exactly right. Pro Football Focus, I think, does a better job with NFL grades because you've got a lot of former NFL scouts working for PFF. In college, it can be kind of hit or miss like if you're, if you're using your eyes. But Garrett Green has a 96 rating throwing the deep ball, which is fifth best in the country. Now, a lot of that happened against Duquesne. So, grain of salt. But there were plays to be made against Penn State that were not made he can throw the deep ball in a breadbasket, but you're right. He throws it so hard. He's a, he's a former baseball player. On the short stuff, he does not have touch. Can you learn that? Probably. Can you learn that in a couple of weeks? Or is it something that's going to take a while to progress? I think probably the latter, not the former. But that is an area to watch. If he hits intermediate throws and he hits short throws, then he's going to be lethal. But I haven't seen enough in those two areas to really have confidence. And one more thing quickly. Cincinnati threw 18 passes at or behind the line of scrimmage and only had 45 yards to show for it. 18 passes. Is West Virginia going to try to emulate that? I don't know. But Cincinnati did a lot of that, and I thought it got Pitt's defense kind of running side to side, even though they defended it well. Jordan Dickinson. Adam Crowley, Fan Morning Show, joining me here on Panthers Pathway. All right, Doran, West Virginia's favored by two and a half at the moment. And one thing that I took away from this past week, Pat Narduzzi spoke how Donovan McMillan had a good week last week, and it kind of points to the fact of a lot of these guys that have decided to go other places, being Whitfield guys like McMillan, like Davis, the running back from Gateway that is now in the program, they've come home to play for Pitt. And for McMillan, who's really starting to step into a role as well in the secondary, Peters Township guy, a lot of Whippeal guys, Phil Dracovic, Pine Richland, are stepping up and having their first big opportunity to play against West Virginia, which 
you could argue WVU is probably, in their minds, Pitt is their biggest rivalry. Pitt, it could be Penn State, it could be WVU. What do you think it's like, as a Whippeal guy yourself, who's played in this rivalry, to be able to represent the Panthers at home and now take it on the road? Oh, it's it's great. And, and there's a lot. I mean, look, we're on our way down, and we're almost here. I mean, it's, what, 75 miles? I guess it's something maybe even less. It's about an hour away. That's what I say all the time. Morgantown to Pittsburgh. So, you know, it's such a close um, proximity of, of, of each other. So West Virginia likes to recruit. The Whippeal, uh, you know, Ronnie Gallagher is one of the biggest guys coming out of the Whippeal last year. He, yeah, you have it every single year. You know, I remember my year, uh, you know, there was a bunch of guys who chose to go to West Virginia or a bunch of guys who chose to go to Penn State or chose to go to Pitt. So, you know, it, it is um, it is awesome to be able to have something like this in your backyard. And knowing – and I was talking to Crowley yesterday, you know, I will give credit to West Virginia – uh, and WVU fans because they are so passionate. They, you know, and they only have West Virginia football in West Virginia. It's a little bit different here, obviously, in Pittsburgh, but their fans are passionate. They love their team. They love their program, and they just want to see a winner. And every single year you go into this game and you know that it may not – I mean, with me, it didn't matter. A, a lot of times it didn't matter, especially my senior year, losing to West Virginia. Um, it was a conference game, but obviously the 13-9 game, it, you know, it mattered more for West Virginia than us because we – were terrible that year um but there's always something on the line and whether you're a pit pittsburgh guy a pittsburgh kid that stays home and goes to pit or you're a florida kid that you know comes to pit it it, it does matter that uh you win this game it matters that you show up in this game so um donovan mcmillan and those guys that ended up transferring in they have a chance to make the name for themselves look at another guy that transferred in look at him mj Demonshire. look yep. what that has done for his name you know, he went to Kentucky from Aliquippa, transferred to Pitt, you know, played a little bit when the first year he transferred, and then last year he makes the big pick six. And uh, he'll be etched in the history of Pitt football forever and Pittsburgh sports forever. <laughs> like, that's what you can do if you stay home and, and go to the University of Pittsburgh. Um, I, can spec from, uh, I can speak from direct uh, knowledge of that. So uh, it's important to everybody, and uh, I'm just excited to see what Panther team we get down there and what West Virginia team we get, uh, knowing that there's a lot of pressure on Neil Brown as well as the, the football team. We're in West Virginia now, by the way, Bechtold. It stinks. It we smells like garbage. Here. We just crossed the state line. It smells like deer carcasses. You can feel it in the air and the tension just in the car between you two. So let's bring even more. You brought it up, Doran. We got to touch on it. One of the biggest moments in Pitt history, Pittsburgh sports history, the 13-9 game la, in West la, Virginia. La, 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 la. As Crowley tries to cover his ears. You once, I saw, I've seen this quote so many, so many times that you said, seeing grown men cry in the stadium. What was that moment like? Take me back to that 13-9 game, keeping West Virginia out of the national championship game for a team for Pitt that was under 500 and really was one of the most defining moments in Pitt football history. I say this all the time, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a motto, not a motto. I mean, it's not like, it's not something that I live by, but it's something that I'm very aware of growing up and, and having the experiences that I've had in life. And one of those experiences was 39 that started this. The most dangerous people on earth are the people that have nothing to lose. Those are the most dangerous people on earth. And if you are embarking on those type of people, or those type of situations, 
you better have all your T's crossed and your eyes dotted because they will throw everything at you. And that's the case. That was the case for us in 2007. We had nothing to lose. But only thing that we were focusing on was ruining the season of West Virginia and the chances for them to go to a national championship. We didn't have eyes set on a bowl game. We didn't make a bowl game. I think we were four and six or four and seven at the time. There was nothing good going for us but winning that football game. Now, on the other side, there was a lot on the line for West Virginia, as we know. Um, we had the perfect game plan. We had the perfect mentality. We went in there and we took their soul, as I as I say. I mean, throughout the whole entire game, you could just feel that the ball was going to bounce our way. Even though the refs didn't want it to at times in that game, the ball was going to bounce our way. And, uh, you know, we, we we got it done. And that was our Super Bowl. That was our, uh, you know, that was our moment to, to shine in that season. And uh, that will go down in history as one of the best wins from a Pittsburgh sports team ever. And, you know, West Virginia still thinks about it, even though Crowley says that they don't. Um, this will bring up bad memories. They're going to have PTSD knowing that we're going to be taking our buses down to West Virginia uh, tomorrow. And it, it, it just, it really, it really enhanced this rivalry. Like, I don't know, like this rivalry is a lot of back and forth and there's a lot of animosity towards the fan bases. But if that game never happens the way it did, I don't know if there's this much excitement at this level for Pitt, West Virginia. And that has a lot to do with a lot of the things that obviously transpired during that game and what transpired after, obviously Rich Rod leaving. I mean, it just was a, a spiral effect of a lot of things for, and then like, I think that people honestly forget that the following year they had the same players and they traveled to Heinz Field and we beat them again. I think it was yeah. 1915. People always forget that the following year we, we fought. It wasn't a fluke. We had the same players. They had the same players. They come to us and we beat them. So, you know, there was two years right there in the middle of my four years that we beat West Virginia, and they had a good football team. Pat White, Steve Slayton, fantastic football players, a lot of respect for those guys. But, uh, you know, that was uh, one of the greatest moments of my life, looking in the stands and seeing uh, uh, women holding their husbands and uh, their husbands crying in their lap and feeling. At what point in that game, knowing that you're going into such heavy underdogs, and obviously you have confidence going into the game, going into every game, but at what moment in time did you really think to yourself, man, we, we really, really can pull this off? Honestly, halftime. Halftime because they couldn't get anything going. Like, they couldn't get started. And, I, and our game plan, I was playing defense at the time, and I just knew that our game plan was perfect. Like, we had, every, we had an answer for everything. Paul Rose is our defensive coordinator. Obviously, Scott McKillop. An all-American at Pitt linebacker. I think he had 19 tackles that game. Like everything was working, everything was clicking. We go into halftime and we have, you know, some hope. I mean, it's a low-scoring game, and Slayton hasn't popped one off. Pat White hasn't popped one off. Noel Devine, who was a freshman, didn't pop any off. We're like, okay, like these guys are human. They are human. It's like Rocky Four whenever he hits the Russian, he's like, he's cut. He is human. Like that's kind of how we felt. And we're like, all right, we have, a, we can take advantage of this situation and. uh we just kind of knew that if we just kept with our game plan, kept with our, our mindset, that we were going to close the game out. And we did. 13-9-2007, December 1st. Pat Bostic, who does the broadcast with myself, Larry Richard, and uh, Bill Hillgrove was a huge part of that game. One of the games that he started at quarterback and scored a touchdown, and he'll be in history forever. He's going to be honorary captain tomorrow. And uh, that's a... Uh, that's how that story ended there. You better keep your voice down. We are in Morgantown now. Just keep it. Just I'm not scared. Keep of these it at a whisper. 
I'm not scared of these hoopies. Crowley, on the other side, you were in what? You're like six, seven at West Virginia whenever – were you at the game, the 13-9 no, game? I, so I was 17 at the time, 17 at the time. But I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about that game. Doran's – listen, if you're a Pitt fan, everything Doran said, you should be just absolutely – I mean, you should be jacked up. That was really that was really well said. I mean, big game, obviously, national championship, yada, yada, yada. I'm moving on. I'm, I'm on to bigger and better things. Look out. Look, look. Scared. He's scared. He's scared like Penn State playing uh, Pitt. Hundor, exactly, exact, exactly right, Bechtold. You know, you've been around us enough. You know he's scared. If you had to honestly say, who's the bigger rivalry for Pitt, West Virginia or Penn State? In your mind, maybe two different ways. In your mind, who do you think it is? And who do you think the fan base would say? West Virginia. They're the toughest one. I mean, they're, they're tough. I mean, they, they bring it. They have, you know, passionate fans that, you know, actually, you know, want to rivalry. They want to take on a team that, uh, you know, even if Pitt was number one in the country, West Virginia would be like, yeah, come down to Morgantown. Penn State's scared of that. Even if, you know, it, even if Pitt isn't good, they have a, they're scared that Pitt is going to ruin their chances of going to a playoff. If it's West true. Virginia, if West Virginia, and this is why I have respect for West Virginia, if West Virginia was in a, a spot, that they were top 10 in the country and they knew that this was the year that they were going to make a playoff. They would look at Pitt and if say like they could schedule Pitt and you could schedule Cincinnati, they'd be like, we're playing Pitt this year because it's a football game and it's a great test and it's a great rivalry. So to Pitt fans, it's vice versa. West Virginia is our true rival and it always will be in Penn state. You know, they can think of, you know, whatever they want to think. I mean, they're, they could turn their nose up at us. We don't really care. Uh, we're, we're the, we're the tougher of the three teams. We're the two tough te- We're the, the two teams that are tougher out of all three. So we know that, and uh, we love this rivalry. Yeah, West Virginia deserves some credit, man. I mean, they played Penn State to open the year. Hit yeah, and stupid. Duquesne all on the schedule. It's dumb. I mean, it's it is stupid though. Like for all the for all the fair criticisms there have been of Neil Brown, and let's face it, he hasn't gotten the job. This is the worst four-year stretch in West Virginia history since the 1970s. But he is not a success. They've opened up on the road against a Power 5 opponent the last three years. If you want to play two every year, okay. But that should never happen. You should never open on the road three straight years against a Power 5 opponent. That is ridiculously bad schedule making. Um, And I don't think they want to do it moving forward. They do want to play Pitt every year, though, because these schools, is it a need of each other? I don't know, but I think that there is a like want where both teams know that the other team wants to play them, that it will be a fun game, that it will help sell tickets, and that there's going to be a buzz about. We're passing the WVU Coliseum right now. No sign of Bob Huggins. <laughs> oh, there he is in the parking lot. There's, there he is. Oh, there's a big table of all, all kinds of booze. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, yeah. RVs? And. Pat, I mean, Pat Narduzzi just kind of gives that vibe off all the time. He's not afraid of anybody, Doran. He's not willing to back down from any fight or any test that anybody challenges him with. Austin, it's football, man. Like, I mean, how are you going to gauge yourself if you don't play the best? Or how are you going to gauge yourself if, if you know, you don't go down to a, a hostile environment and, and win a football game? It's football. It's a tough, brutal sport. It's a physical sport. It's a, it's a taxing sport mentally and physically. Uh, it's football. Like I want to play the best or I want to play something that is meaningful. Like I just don't get it. I don't get hiding in the game of football. Your true colors will come out at some point. 
If you try to hide from a team at some point, that will come back around and you'll be exposed. So that's that's football. So you might as well play the teams that bring the most to the table. And that's why this game's going to be played tomorrow. And that's why it'll go away for two years. I think two years from now, it'll go away for two years. And then that's why it'll be back for a long time. Well, and like think think about just scheduling like a random power five team. Like uh, I forget who it is. There's a, there's a really weird matchup that's happening this weekend. I, North Carolina, Minnesota. That's what it is. And, hey, that's nice. Like, it's two different fan bases, right? Two different cultural fan bases from two totally different places in the country. And they're, that's cool, right? But yeah. imagine if Pitt's playing Minnesota this week. If West Virginia's playing Minnesota. You're excited. It's cool. It's different. It ain't freaking this. And, and, and you need that, especially with the way the college football's going where everything is changing and you're getting away from regionality, these games have to be played because this is the essence of college football. Like I, you've ne- I've never met a Minnesota fan. No, no North Carolina fan has ever met a Minnesota I've never seen a Baylor fan or an Iowa State fan unless you're at the game in Morgantown. You need this. It's the best. Football, a, podcast, a, radio. There's a ton of garbage games this week, too. Like, just Alabama's playing South Florida. Georgia, South Carolina, I guess, is fine. Ohio State's playing Western Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee, Florida's pretty good. But next week is really where a ton a ton of the big-time matchups are going oh, yeah. to be played. But all eyes are going to be on the West Virginia pit matchup. Primetime, ABC, whole country's watching. Who are the players that you guys are watching on either side? Uh, I mean, obviously, Phil Dracovic is, you know, for, for the pit side uh, to see if he bounce back, see if he responds. And uh, C.J. Donaldson is going to be a tough pass. So, for me, it's Phil Dracovic and C.J. Donaldson, the two big dogs uh, that we're looking to uh, to maybe possibly take over this game tomorrow. Crowley, West Virginia side, what you got? Uh, I, think, I think you want to see Garrett Green make. He's not going to make all the throws. I think you want to see him make enough of the routine throws. Like, if his completion percentage is up around 60%, they're going to have a chance to win the football game. Last year was around 55%. If it's up near 60%, that means he's making some of those routine throws. So that's who I would watch. And then you'd have to think that Pitt – we're kind of going to do the flip-flop here. You would have to think that Pitt wants to get Rodney Hammond involved. And presumably early. So can Pitt get its running game going? It – it's very, it's very similar on both sides here. He's got Phil. I got Garrett Green. He's got Donaldson. I got Hammond. So there you go. Radio, sports, podcast. Yeah, I want to see how Dracovic responds. I mean, I mean, truly, the game's not going to be won or lost probably by how the quarterbacks specifically play. I mean, it's obviously a big factor in it. it was last but year. What both teams really want to do. I think it's probably control the clock, run the football. Right. It might be a quicker game. Yeah, it'll be a quick game. Yeah, it might be. Won't be a a four-and-a-half-hour game that we've been used to seeing. No, no, it'll be a quick game. I think Pitt's game plan is going to be, all right, run to set up the pass and let's take advantage of the secondary when we can. We don't have to just go out guns blazing. That's our method. But I think that they have a stable of backs outside of Ronnie Hammond Jr. uh, with Daniel Carter, with Sebo Flemister. Even Derek Davis into the fold. I, I think that you can really control the football game if you're pit at the, with the running game. 
And the clock's not stopping after first downs anymore. What is it? Just inside two minutes it is, I yep. think, right? Yep, yep. What so do you think of that rule change? Uh, I mean, you, you are losing possessions on offense. Like, I mean, so um, it, I know a lot of coaches, even Chip Kelly came out and said that, uh, you know, you, you kind of heard his quote if you were following college football. Coaches aren't uh, that happy about it, but rules are rules. And if they're in place, you might as well just, you know, forget about it and follow them. Yeah, there were like five total offensive possessions, I think, in the first half of that game that he mentioned that at halftime. Yep. <laughs> so overall, I know probably who you guys are picking, but what do you have as your score predictions for this big time matchup for the backyard brawl? Man, I think ah oh man, that's tough. I'm gonna go Pitt twenty eight, West Virginia twenty five. You are such a dork. And by that I mean you're in my head. You you run the same thing. I got West Virginia twenty eight, Pitt twenty four. See, there you go. I, like, I think it's going to be – It's going to be close. I don't know that it gets to the 30s, but I don't know that you're going to see – you're going to see some big plays made on both sides, I think. And, I mean, shocker. This guy picks Pitt. I pick West Virginia. The money, public money is on West Virginia. I don't know what that means. I don't because we'll see what the sharp money says closer to kickoff, right? Does it feel like there's enough hype going into this game? Compared to last year, I felt like there was so much more. Maybe because it was just that the rivalry was renewed. Well, it was the rivalry renewed. It was it kicked off the, the college football season. Yeah, college game day there. Pitt was coming off an ACC win, uh, ACC championship. Uh, you know, th- there was a lot more going into that game, and uh, you know, than maybe right now. But if you want to dig deep, there's a lot on the line for some people in this game. You know, Neil, Neil Brown. He needs to win this game. Pitt needs to win this game. Um, you can find out a lot about Phil Dracovic in this game if you're Pitt. Uh, there's a lot of little storylines that you, if you really want to dig deep that you can get some more uh, energy going with this game. But last year, that's hard to top. You know, I mean, especially the way it ended. You, you, you can't really top that. Well, maybe they will tomorrow. And maybe they'll do it again. All right, you guys are broadcasting from Permanis in Morgantown. Lots of great guests. Pat Narduzzi. Neil Brown, just some of the highlights of it. Final thoughts? How excited are you for the next couple of days? Uh, we're excited. We're ready to go. We're going to start this off with our broadcast today. And then, uh, you know, Crowley's going to go down. He's going to tailgate with his buddies tomorrow. I'll be doing the broadcast on the Pitt Football Network. And, um, yeah, we're excited. I can't wait to get this underway. It's going to be a physical game and obviously uh intense atmosphere. Very intense, and we're all excited for it. Really appreciate you guys joining me. Thank you, Bechtold. Bechtold! Doran Dickerson, Adam Crowley fan. Morning show. You can hear Doran on the call of the Pitt-West Virginia game, 7.30. Hear it on 93.7 The Fan. This is Panthers Pathway. It's part of the Pitt Talk Network on the Fan First Sports Network. I'm Austin Bechtold. Here we go. Backyard brawl. So excited for it. Let's do it.